Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right, Scott Ritchie was ready to cover a game on Wednesday. That's not the case. Yeah, Illinois canceled its final non-conference game of the season against Florida A&M. COVID-19 issues in the Illini program. So that game's out, and we just kind of have to wait and see what it means for Big Ten play when it is supposed to resume this weekend. All right, Inside Illini Basketball will address that. He'll talk about uh, Missouri and uh, tell us why Illinois isn't in the doggone top 25 yet. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everybody. Well, not really a good Monday morning. I'm just kind of a, I'm a bummed Monday morning. Yeah, it's gloomy outside, and the news isn't much better. That's right. This is inside Illini basketball. News just breaking that Wednesday's Illini game is off. Florida A&M and Cam Reeves do in town. Not going to happen now. Scott Ritchie, explain. Yeah, so literally within the last 15 minutes or so, got the word officially that Illinois will not play its final non-conference game because of positive cases of COVID-19 in the Illinois program. So I imagine that's related to uh, the players getting opportunity to go home over the holiday break after bragging rights and something that was on scheduled well before this, the season even started and um, don't know all the details yet. Don't know that we'll get all of the details, but um I would imagine there's probably some testing that happened when the players returned you know, to get ready for this final non-conference game, and that's where you know some, some positive cases popped up. And you know, the big question is, what's going to happen with Sunday's game at Minnesota when Big Ten play resumes? Because in the moment, you know, players that have been ruled out with a positive test of COVID-19, it's a ten-day, ten-day out, and if there's not enough players, if there's enough of an issue not to play Wednesday, does that does that mean they won't be able to play on Sunday? All right, that's Scott Ritchie, beat writer. I'm Jim Rosso. Uh, Ed Bond run the ship here. Um, we're full bore. A lot of games being canceled everywhere uh, has been the case the last couple of weeks. Uh, messing up. We'll see how the Big Ten uh, handles the rescheduling, if there are some, for the uh, conference games. Uh, Merry Christmas, Scott Reggie. How about that? <laughs> Trying to weave in some sure better feelings. Yeah, that's. Uh, I drove back into town today, and a uh, long line of people getting tested out there on uh, on Mattis. 
uh, people returning from school. Ed Bond is beside himself. Why? Why are the boosted getting tested? Uh, Brad Underwood has said his team is fully vaccinated. Yeah, and that they were starting the process of getting them all boosted as well, and mm-hmm. you know, it won't be all at once because they got their you know, initial vaccination sort of uh, staggered, so that some won't be eligible for a booster right away. But you know, that's they're in a better position say then let's go Memphis who you know Penny Hardaway you know a few months ago was like oh he's pretty sure you know you know 90 95 percent of his team would be vaccinated then you know he just sort of forgot about it and then turns out he had like four guys maybe on the team vaccinated so Memphis might not play again for a month and a half just because they're going to keep having positive cases the way things are going um, so maybe Illinois fully vaccinated status plus some boosters if they've started will help them get out of you know these covid issues quicker maybe so we won't have to sacrifice some big 10 games but for, in the moment as some other conferences have walked back their earlier stances where you know if a game wasn't played because of covid issues a conference game that is it would go down as a forfeit you know the big east changed their protocol on that the pac12 did as well acc um so they're going to try and reschedule those games big 10 when all of those other conferences were saying, well, well we're going to fix this, was like, well, we're going to talk about it some more. So mm-hmm. we'll see what, what happens there. But I don't think the Big Ten can be an outlier of the power schools. The power conferences that are like, well, it's a forfeit. And there will be an uproar from the coaches if that happens. Sad that we're still talking about this. I'd uh, rather talk about basketball. Three seasons have now in, been impacted uh, by COVID-19. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, there's a way through this it's just it's not going to happen because there's just us people just aren't going to get vaccinated if they're not already all right uh other news how about illinois not in the top 25 26th getting closer again. all right and about 30 points or so shy of that 25th spot you know texas tech kind of holding it down for the moment so bell and i got more votes this week um Still got a single point from me. I had them 25th last week. I kept them at 20, 25 this week. Because beating Missouri by 25, uh, obviously it was a big win in bragging rights. But Missouri, I'm not sure they have actual basketball players. Like Their best is Kobe Brown, and he's he's a fine player. But if Kobe Brown's your best, your team is maybe going to be in trouble. And they were in a lot of trouble against Illinois just because everything that Illinois wanted to do, get the ball to Kofi Cobra and let him do his thing, make a bunch of threes, like they did it. I was a little bummed in that Missouri had nobody there and the atmosphere just wasn't the same as it normally is. While no, Illinois I mean, enjoyed it and had fun, it just wasn't the same type of feel. Yeah, because there's some, like you can feel the the hatred mm-hmm. from the stands as it's going back and forth when it's, you know, that real 50-50 split. And Illinois fans outnumber Missouri fans like 10 to 1. Yeah, as I mean, I understand like the bowl game was happening at the same time, which yeah. Missouri also lost, um, and Missouri basketball is bad this year. But it wasn't great. But it, just, it turned into a, a rout, and Missouri escaped the biggest blowout in bragging rights history by putting together an eight zero run in the last ninety seconds <laughs> with uh, some of the starters still in, I believe, after Brad Underwood had emptied mm-hmm. his bench. So um, it was a thirty three point game. And then they they got under that 2005 threshold by the final buzzer. But still, blowout. Let's do some math here. 
Scott Ritchie. So you had Illinois at number 25 in your, your ballot. Where would you have had to rank them in today's ballot to get Illinois actually in the top 25? Um, mathematically. <laughs> I just want to put the onus on you. Oh, you could have made a difference here, Ritchie. No, because it's, it's mathematically it's not possible. Because the most not points, number one, <laughs> the most points they could get from me would be twenty five if I put them number right. one. And if I put Illinois number one, I would lose my vote. <laughs> In all seriousness, yes, you would. Yeah, because um, like the AP, they just kind of they let the voters do their thing for the most part. But like something that'd be egregious, mm-hmm. something like that. That's when the hammer comes down. And like I, we've had the News Gazette has had this vote for a long mm-hmm. time, and. I don't want to be the one to lose it, but it's just mathematically it was not possible. They're, okay. And they're, they're like not quite 50 points behind Texas tech. So I was, my math was all right. Well, I've, off. I've made this assertion now for three weeks. Uh, there isn't a team as dangerous, uh, as a, as Illinois, uh, at number 26. Yeah. And maybe like, like ever, like offensively, their numbers are great. And, Defensively, they're progressing, I think. And it was sort of the same case last year. They they didn't start off the year as a great defensive team, but by the end, they were top 10. Um, so you can kind of see a similar path forward there. But offensively, even without Andre Corbello, like they figured out what works. And you know they made it work against a not-great Missouri team. They made it work against a, a, a low-major team like San Francisco. But honestly, they made it work against Arizona. And... That's a, a top ten team and lost by four points. That's that's not a bad loss at all. So I'm curious to eventually, maybe I don't know, to see what it looks like when Andre Corbello returns. But there was, I think you can say, like there was a stretch in bragging rights in the first half where things just kind of got mucked up a little bit offensively, and that's where Illinois needed an Andre Corbello just to break down the Missouri defense you know, off the dribble, and that that's the the spark I think that that's missing it may be good because Missouri went on I think an 11-0 run at that stretch that's where it could change to I mean, Illinois scores a couple times in that run and, and it's not as as big of a deal all right Curbelo took to Twitter here to um, uh, say how much he misses being on the court with his players still nothing to read into that tweet no and you know the last from Brad Underwood was like they expect him to be back there's just no timetable for when that will be, and they're not going to rush it. Which I think, again, I probably mentioned this on the podcast before, it was like they put him back out there early in this season when maybe it wasn't the right move. So I don't. they're not going to do that again. Um, they're taking his health very seriously, and he'll be back when he's back. Um but Brad Underwood indicated that that will be at some point this season. There's just no telling, like, when, actually. All right. Again, this is Inside Line Up Basketball. We're, we're putting this together shortly after the announcement that Wednesday's game is canceled. No idea of what Illinois will be allowed to do in the meantime as far as workouts, as far as conditioning, as far as anything. No, I, this is all just pretty new, but I think it will depend on, like, how many players are, you know, not able to – around anybody else Um, because I just know with Ohio State uh, they've gone through their own pause and haven't played since the middle of December had their first practice back um, yesterday on Sunday 
But apparently that was only five guys, and only four of them were guys who were eligible to play this year. Um, so they're expecting you know that players to kind of trickle back as they clear protocols. But so they had to cancel. They were supposed to play Tuesday against New Orleans. That game was canceled because as they come out of protocols, they just didn't have enough guys that were a healthy and b had any time to be worked back in, into the mix because they'd been off for two weeks and you know, they're not going to push it uh, to play a non-conference game against New Orleans. How was Eureka, by the way, Scott Ritchie? And did you go to the Casey's? I did go to the Casey's. You did? Okay, everybody, everybody's still doing fine there? Well, you know, it seems like it Okay, didn't converse that much. Eureka was fine and it was quiet and it didn't have anything to do with college basketball. Hmm. All right. That was a, a treat because... Um, starting today and going through, you know, maybe April, first week of April could be maybe. Uh, that's all I'll do. So excellent. Recharge the batteries. Back to your top twenty-five, real quick. Uh, Arizona lost last week. I saw it to Tennessee. Yeah, uh, maybe got hosed on Tennessee's home court. Well, you should. You're visiting somewhere that yeah. you you have that right as a home team to hose someone. I would argue. Yeah. Well, it didn't work out well for Illinois against Arizona. Well, blame the refs then. They didn't hose them enough. Yeah. Well, it was a Big Ten. It was a Big Ten crew. That yeah. They, you never know. Lots of damn integrity. <laughs> um, Arizona still in the top ten though. Okay. Number number nine this week. Purdue. Where'd you have them? Uh, I had Purdue at two. They're at three. Okay. Uh, so it's just I've have Duke and Purdue flipped in the moment. Okay. You know my thoughts on Purdue remain strong. That that they're good. Yeah. Well, they are good. I know. I'm just telling you. Can't wait for those two games against Illinois. Uh, what other Big Ten news you got for me? I watched the Hoosiers uh, last week play a bad team with yeah. uh, my Indiana relatives. They were not overly impressed with where that team is headed. Is that a correct assessment? It's not incorrect. Okay. These um, are Indiana fans, mind you, Scott Ritchie. They're not happy still. Well, I, mean, I think that's just the general state of being for Indiana basketball fans since the last banner was hung, essentially. Um, yeah, I just the, they haven't really challenged themselves all that much in the first month and a half of the season. Um, I like the pieces they have. Uh, I'm just curious to see how it all works uh, in Big Ten play. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it does. I think th- I think they're middle of the Big Ten. Okay, which is still pretty good, but not nearly good enough for Indiana fans. Hey, high school basketball is going strong, while the college basketball is uh, getting a little stagnant right about now. Uh, any games uh, that pick your interest around the state that should maybe fans should go get their recruiting fill. Well, if you want to see. Ty Rogers play this week. And uh, I do. You know, Thornton is playing in the Big Dipper at, uh, I mean, it used to be at Rich South, but then like all of the riches combined into one, so I'm not exactly sure where. Yeah, it's in that general area. The very rich. Yeah. So th- that's where you can find him. Um, I know that, you know, Asa Thomas, the 2023 guard from Lake Forest, is playing, played today, had a, a good game already. Um, really the, the notable thing that happened 
pre-Christmas was uh, the City of Palms classic uh, big tournament featured a Jaden Epps versus Kylan Boswell showdown. Kylan Boswell, the 2023 point guard, and Compass Prep had the the edge in that one, but Jaden Epps just keeps scoring and scoring. I know, you know some people have kind of thought ahead to what's next year's Illinois team going to look like, who's going to do the scoring. Would not surprise me if Jaden Epps is one of those guys. Strikes me as a, like think Trent Frazier, freshman year, just no fear going out there and putting up buckets. Which will be important because Trent Frazier won't be here next year. So, Interesting story on Ty Pence, the St. Joseph Ogden small school superstar in yeah. your Sunday News Gazette. And they are playing like as we speak in the State Farm Classic, which is one of the, mm-hmm. one of the better holiday tournaments in, in the state. Uh, I mean, I think the top is still like Pontiac's kind of still considered the number one. You know, Pekin usually draws a good field. They've had three teams that had to pull out, though, already. Um, so we'll see. I mean, really looking forward to though. If like keep this in mind for the new year, but the Highland Shootout is going to have a a field. Like particularly if you're you know interested in watching Illinois recruiting targets play, because there's going to be a lot of them. Um, so you know, Highland shootout is in January, obviously in Highland. Been to the Highland shootout, Scott Ritchie. I'm very familiar with, with, with what you speak of. I've never been to the shootout itself. I've covered games at Highland before. They had a big gym, big, huge gym, but like Kenwood nowhere. That's also very true. Like I, I didn't find it initially and I was like, where is this place? Look for the big doll building. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually found it. It was it was dark. It was All winter, right. and but like Kenwood's going to be there. So you got Davies Lurie, Darren Ames, Bryce Hurd, uh, Piotr Notre Dame's going to be there. Cooper Koch, um, St. Rita, all their team essentially has an offer. Merez Johnson being the, the committed one there. So pretty sure that falls on a day where I can be there. So I, I imagine I'll be in Highland mm. to catch a bunch of dudes play. But that is as I. Look it up. January 8th. So right. coming up pretty soon. Might not be any college games to cover anyway. It could be the case. So, I, yeah. I hope that's not the case, but um, and I hope, obviously, that the Highland Shootout happens. Your take on Ty Pence and his uh, Illini connections, I guess. Where is this going to wind up? I mean, Illinois was obviously interest, interested enough to offer, and you know, they've they're keeping an eye on him. Air, or Iowa State is making it like a real push, and you know he took an unofficial there before Christmas. Saw a game, and uh, T.J. Otzelberger has flipped that program in a single season. They were two and twenty-two last year. Now they're undefeated and ranked. Who? T.J. Otzelberger. T. I'm still thinking Johnny Orr. Well, they've had several coaches since then. He was an assistant at Iowa State. I think under, at least under Steve Prom, maybe under Hoiberg, I don't know. But then took this South Dakota State job when um, Scott Nagy went to Wright State and then took the UNLV job and then left UNLV for Iowa State. 
one of the up and comers of the coaches, okay. but doing good things there. So I, I think they're a player. I think Loyola Chicago's a player for Ty Pence. He's close with Jalen Quinn, so he could join him after you know Jalen will be there next year. Ty could join him the year after. Uh, but Illinois is in the mix, and like at six six, like he already has the a good frame. He's like a hundred. Like 195 pounds, maybe 200 plus already. Can shoot it, plays above the rim. Just like to see what he could do, maybe against the tougher schedule. What's his AAU program of choice? He's with uh, Mid Pro Academy. Okay. Uh, based out of, I think they practice in Metamora, but because it was a combination of two programs one, the well, Illinois Irish, Peoria Irish. And then one out of the Quad Cities, and they've joined forces, and it's they've got a he's got a good group like that. His age group, they, they played really well this past season. Um, like to see them play like some even tougher teams. All right, well, they're uh, one of the teams uh, to watch it uh, over at Bloomington Normal this week. Uh, Centralia is playing uh, their tournament back after a year off. It'll be interesting. Down Always a good one. Um. So the high schools are going strong still. Some teams pulling out, but many not. Yeah, and high school teams going strong because they're not testing anyone. Mm-hmm. And that, you know the these college teams are testing everyone, which includes. And I think that's where the positives are coming up. And I don't know how to handle that. It's all well above my pay grade, but uh, going to see more of this in college basketball would be my guess. I already seen a lot in the last couple of weeks, but. All right, college football, Illinois kind of tinkered with a, a bowl bid uh, last week, and their name keeps getting tossed every time one of these bowls becomes open. And yeah. more becoming open because college football sort of in the same mm-hmm. situation. Uh, did see last night, though, that where Illinois is maybe not going to be in the the Sun Bowl mix mm-hmm. in El Paso, Texas. That's that's fine. Uh, for a moment there, it seemed like could have been Gator Bowl bound. Uh, Brett Bielma. Was like essentially was like, call me. I'm good to to do this. Shad Khan was apparently throwing some of his billionaire weight around, trying to get you know, his favorite team, you know, to his maybe adopted hometown in Jacksonville. Didn't happen. Rutgers is going to go. Like I'm I'm cool with that. Like it would have been a logistical miracle for Illinois to pull off any of these because it's winter break. Players weren't going to be in a bowl game, so they all went home. And getting them back probably would have had to face a similar situation as basketball did when testing everyone, and then I think you're out anyway. I think the argument long ago when the they talked playoffs, it was going to ruin the bowl system. And that combined with COVID has ruined the bowl system. Uh, it's just seen some of these uh, horrible attendance figures. Yeah, and... And is anybody paying attention to half these games? No. More so than usual? I, I, I don't know how think. they're making money. I'm, I'm curious. Well, I'm pretty sure they're, they're not. And there was you know, some discussion like the Sun Bowl. It's, it's been around for a long time. Mm. But it has to happen every year for it to keep happening because like, it's not a huge draw. And like they need those ticket sales to fund the next year worth of getting ready for another bowl game. And like no word on like if the Sun Bowl will actually happen. Um, and if it doesn't, I think that's the death of the Sun Bowl. And no offense to the Sun Bowl people, but there are too many bowls. And if you can't can't hack it, then 
I'm like, who are these people that are making money off the bowl game? I don't know. Yeah, interesting weekend with the uh, semifinals on Friday night. I'm more concerned or curious, I guess, like Rose Bowl. I've never seen the Rose Bowl not stuffed with people. You know, that seems yeah. to be one of them. And also, by play- all I hear is it might not be stuffed with people. Well, and also, like playing the semifinals of the playoff on New Year's Eve, like they're trying to make New Year's Eve a thing for college football. Like, I don't think it's going to be a thing. I think people have. Other plans on New Year's Eve that don't revolve around football games that most people don't care about. So, uh, best of luck, I guess. But uh, I've turned my attention fully to basketball, and I hope I have like some actual basketball to cover here shortly. All right, we're going to find some good news in this podcast before it ends. That's my goal. I still don't have any yet. Yeah, well, I- it's <laughs> not a great Monday. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Got a few minutes and maybe a... Coming off a pretty good holiday and you're coming off bragging rights and then... Yeah. Well, here's and Christmas a, with the family and then boom, this. Folding chair to the face. Yeah, basically. I felt like that chair that Bob Knight threw across the, the floor so many years ago. Just out of control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was many things. Out of control was one of them. All right, give me your uh, Illinois power pole. I guess it hasn't changed much. Um uh, after bragging rights? I don't think it's changed any. All right. I think it's still Kofi at the top. Because the only player in the country to be in the top 10 in both scoring and rebounding averages. Pretty good. Because he can now officially be included in those calculations because he's played 75% of his team's games. Um, Have you looked at a mock draft yet for 2022 in the NBA? Well, I, I look at them okay. fairly regularly. Is his name still nowhere still to be found? Not really. The greatest mystery to me. I don't get it. I, don't, I mean, you look, you, Luka Garza just put up 20 points for the Pistons in a game. Now, I, I get, like, the NBA is in kind of the same situation. Mm-hmm. As of, I think it was yesterday, the NBA had signed 67 players to hardship 10-day contracts just to fill rosters. Malcolm Hill being one of those guys. And he's with the Hawks. Hawks play the Bulls tonight, so it should be... Malcolm versus Io. Like, that's a game to watch. All right. Um, I knew you'd find good news. Thank you, Scott Ritchie. So I got to let's everyone cross your fingers that they actually okay. play the game and th- those guys play. Io's back. He was in the protocol for a while. Um, yeah, Luca Garza just had a pretty good game for the Pistons. And I get he shoots it maybe a little better from, you know, past five feet than, than Kofi does. But. Can't say that Luca is like the most athletic dude. So I think there's a spot. It might. I mean, Luca Garza went what 55th in the draft last this past summer, late second round at least. So that might be what happened with Kofi. But the things he does well, he does them really well, and I think there's a spot for that. We'll see. I didn't mean to interrupt you in your power pole. Kofi won okay. still. So, uh, Alfonso Plummer. Still number two. Jacob Cranston still number three. Oh, Plummer. Is he got a spot in the next level somewhere? Needs to show. I thought he was better defensively against Missouri. Needs to keep doing that and then also get better than what he was against Missouri defensively. Because, like, his quick release, super quick release. That helps him because he's only 6'1". Um,. But 
he's going to have to defend to get a spot. I mean, his shooting is elite, but everybody in the NBA can shoot. You got to do more. All right, uh, it'll be an interesting week uh, for Illinois basketball as they sort out this COVID mess, figure out what the games can be played, when they will be played. You hadn't booked your flight, had you, had you to Minnesota? Well, yeah. Okay. Because they'll certainly let you out of that one. I think so. Yeah, we hope. Well, I mean, honestly, they could just cancel it on me anyway because the flights across the country mm-hmm. were, were canceled over the last few days. But... Sunday morning, I'll be hopefully boarding a flight to Minneapolis where, check the weather, the high is going to be uh, negative two. Oh, well, it's about time, doggone it, because I'm sick of this balmy weather. I'm fine with winter, but can can it be like at least zero? The low is going to be negative 15 in Minneapolis this coming weekend. That's my kind of weather. It's real cold. All right, Scott Ritchie, uh, Brad Underwood show, not at Papa Dell's on Monday night. It will be in the studio, I do believe. Another but change. still still on the air, so if you're listening to this Monday afternoon, you, 7 o'clock, just tune in to Papa Dell's. Okay. Just tune in to DWS and News Gazette Sports along. page or the Monday sports talk, also not at the Esquire. We'll be in the studio as well. Another change, so... Uh, just uh, sit in your couch and cuddle up and listen that way. Yeah, right. keep listening. That's okay. the key. All right, Scott Ritchie, keep up the good work. We'll talk to you next Monday.